0: Of us are using our Google Maps at least, let's say five times a week. Anybody about five times a week or so? Google Maps, okay, yeah. It's become pretty handy now. Our smartphones will be dumb without them. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, we used to buy the the map, uh, the big MapQuest map. You held, it, you went through page after page after page to see the whole town of, the whole valley, and we'd use that. Uh, when we went visiting or if I did special visits. Um, and then I used to, when we'd go on a vacation, I'd sit at my computer and figure out what it is between here and Knott's Berry Farm, and I'd print out sections of the map you know, from my printer to get me my route there. Now I'm just like, forget all that, just look at my phone. But one thing I like to do is, uh, when I can, I just it's kind of a mental exercise, and I'm trying to not have such a crutch, is when I'm looking up an address. I mean, I've lived in this valley all my life, so I know it's grown a lot, but it's at least the East Valley I'm pretty familiar with. If I get an address, I've got to visit somebody, I'll type in the address, I'll look at it, I'll hit directions, and I'll look. I'm like, okay. Try to do the photographic memory thing, and I'll look at it, okay, that, 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 okay, then the second left, and then the next right. All right, all right, I got it, I got it, I got it. And I'll put my phone down, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on memory, and I just try to, I try to drive that way uh, to just memorize my route and get there based on what I envisioned it, what I, I can see it to be, and see how well. It's kind of my own. I'm doing a competition with myself, you know. And even reading the numbers. Okay, uh, 336, 54 east. Okay, which way am I facing again? And try to just kind of solve it myself and instead of constantly, because I find myself constantly just glancing and glancing and glancing. It actually slows me down driving sometimes. And, of course, it's unsafe if you're looking while you're driving, So it's more advantageous if you just look at it. If you get something, you're like, I know where that's at. I got it memorized, and let's go get it. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight is memorizing the Scripture. It's good we have a Bible that we keep looking down at and remembering, like, okay, that's what it it said, and, and keep reading it. But there's an advantage. There really is an advantage to memorizing Scripture, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Last Sunday, or last Wednesday, we looked at the idea of the fact that uh, we're really, we're looking, over the course of these weeks, we're looking at wisdom in three areas. The wisdom of even believing the Bible. We're no dummies for believing in a Christian Bible. Uh, there's a lot of evidence and proof for that, and we looked at that last week. We're going to look at, t- uh, today and probably next Wednesday, the wisdom of, of committing Scripture to memory. Uh, there's wisdom in it, and there's ad- 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 uh, advantages to that. We'll look at that. That's our uh, deal today and next Wednesday. And then later on, we're going to look at the wisdom of using... Uh, The traditional translation that most English people have used in the King James Version, I think is a good choice. I think there's wisdom in using that, and I'll show you why. I think sometimes we forget to explain why we still use this translation. There's great reasons, and I think it's wise for us to continue to. But today, let's consider the idea of memorizing something. So let's look at, memorizing Scripture, that is. Look in Joshua chapter 1. This is Joshua uh, he his, some of it not his only not the very very first words but some of the first words of God to him um, as he's becoming the new leader to Israel I mean this is exciting he gets to be their new leader in a new land they're not in it yet and he it's exciting when you get when you somebody's given you a job and you get it oh now I get to be the manager now I get to be the the, the, a shift leader, or I get to be a, uh, some other overseer or teacher of a class or whatever. It's exciting when you get to be over something, you get to lead something. Well, that's exciting for Joshua. Here he is, the death that Moses has died, and God says to Joshua, let's read this here. Uh, he says, all right, let's pick up on verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I. So I will be with thee, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Here's God's pep talk. To Joshua. I mean, if I was given putting in charge of something big like that, I need a little pep talk. Help me out here. I mean, Moses gave him a pep talk. Now God does directly, and he says, Joshua, you're gonna win. That's this whole country right there, you're gonna go into that new land, and you're gonna divide up that whole land. You guys are gonna win. He says, Don't get, don't go to the left side, don't go to the right, stay on track, observe the whole law that I've given you, observe to do it. And then he says he personally, he uses the vow, this book of the law, verse eight shall not depart out of thy mouth, individually you. You keep it in your mouth. That means you keep your, you keep the taste of it. You keep the meditating on that book of the law. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. I mean, there's always some kind of time of meditation, whether it means all day or at least those two times in a, in a 24-hour day. He's saying keep in memory, keep it yeah, musing on it day and night, not so that you can do, be the smartest guy in the class, but thou, thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written there and and then he says for then shalt thou wake thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success so did Joshua succeed did Joshua succeed in what he was told to do yeah, yeah he did succeed and we got we got to say it was at least because one of the reasons is because he did what verse 8 said he took God's law the law he didn't have of course the whole Bible he had at least what we would say the first five books of the Bible the law and he kept it in mind, and he kept it in meditating it. And it could be a uh, reason that that meant he was memorizing it, at least some of it. When you're meditating on something, you eventually memorize it. Amen. And so uh, Joshua was successful because he, he, he had God's Word uh, in him, in his heart, and in, in his the way it's pictured here, in his mouth. Here's what I'd like to do tonight is I want to talk about memorizing Scripture and encourage us all with it. I want to do three things. I want to talk about the words in the Bible that describe memorization. Because you don't find the word memorize in the Bible. The word memorize. I don't find it in the Bible. You find the word memory, you find the word remember, and some other ones we're going to look at. But I want to look at the words that are actually describing the concept of memorizing. That's what we'll look at first. Secondly, we're going to look at the not only the words, but the wisdom of memorizing. What's the advantage? What's the blessing of trying to memorize some portions of Scripture? Is there any, is there any good in that? Um, and then number three, which we'll look at next week, will be the way to memorize. Some ways, some methods that, that will help us. So let's just consider these two points tonight, the words that describe memorization. So follow me to some Scriptures. Now I'm going to give you three words. There's probably more than this, but here's the three words that stand out to me of God that describe the concept of memorizing something and they're picturesque words. The first word is hide, the next one is keep and the other one's retain. Those are describing the concept of what we would know as memorizing. So go to Psalm 11911. <coughs> Excuse me Psalm 11911. All right, I'll read it once and the second time we'll read it all together. Many of us, this probably could have been, perhaps this was one of the first verses you ever memorized. Psalm 119.11, I'll read it first and the second time we'll read it together. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Let's read that together. Begin. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Notice the simple word there, hid. The idea is that it's it's not just the the word of God, the, the injunction of God that's over here. He's like, he put it right inside of me. It's like it's programmed. I hid it in me. It's in my core. It's in the, the center of my being. I have it there. Why? Because it's actually affecting it. I know it. It's affecting my actions. It's preventing me from sin. In this case, it's preventative that I might not sin against. See, I want to stay on track. I want to keep doing the right thing. I don't want to, commit the wrong thing. I want to keep committing the right thing. I don't want to sit against thee. Uh, so there's the idea of hide. Uh, when I went to my first year at junior high, I was seventh grade at Taylor Junior High and and uh, I felt kind of intimidated. I was always short for my age. I mean, obviously, I'm not that tall right now, but even for my age, I was always shorter. And I remember just going there going, you know, all these people are, how come they got growth spurts and I didn't get one yet? You know, it's just I even had, I remember one time in sixth grade, I visited there, our elementary school visited it, because uh, Irving Elementary School is right next to Taylor Junior High, and we visited there the spring of sixth grade, and I remember walking through there us uh, sixth graders, and these girls going, oh, he's so cute, is he in fourth grade? I'm like, no, no, I'm in sixth grade, I'm like, please, and I thought, oh, this is not going to be good, uh, but anyways, I did go, and uh, one of the things is going to junior high, we got a locker, like, a locker? Yeah, I guess. Does that mean I have a lot of books? Yeah, it means we got a lot of books. And, of course, that was one of the reasons. Plus, you could hang your jacket in there and whatever else. And um, they give you your combination, your locker combination. And they said, write it down, memorize it, and all that. And, um, and it was wise for us to memorize it. Because if you wrote it down, you're, you're a dumb junior high kid. You're going to lose it, you know. So we just memorized it, and it was that simple. Some guys they didn't really care. They're like, oh, whatever, and they 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 lost the paper, they forgot their combination, and then they were, they were kind of it hampered them because they couldn't they couldn't get somewhere until they got their locker unlocked or they were carrying stuff around or they had to tell their teacher their sorry excuse that their math book's still locked in their locker because they forgot. They didn't hide the, the code, hide the number, hide the combination inside them and in their memory. And so there's an advantage to memorizing something um, in that it's, it's near you, it's in you, instead of like, you know, it's like the phone, like, right? oh, here's the phone, I got it near me, I got it with me, but what if all the stuff I got on my phone, which I know is endless because you can go on the internet, what if all the stuff was on my phone was just in me, then be like, ah, oh, I got it, I got it all, it's right here, it's right here. That's the idea in, in even writing notes, you know. I got. I write a bunch of notes. i always have a little pad, and I, will rewrite my prayer list and to do list, and and um, and then after a while, some of my those things get memorized, and that that's helpful. So here's a word to, to memorize. Just uh, my whole point is I want us to encourage us to do it. It's like hiding it. Hide it in you. Uh, letter B. The, the another second of three words is keep. Look at uh, look at Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs 3, and we see the idea of, of keeping it. Re, like hold it, hold it in. Um, don't let it go away. Keep it near you. Retain it by you. Proverbs 3 1 and 2. Now, this is the fa- a father telling his son to retain his words, and his words are the words of God. So by extension, it's a voice to us today. My son, Proverbs 3, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. There's an advantage to that. For length of days, long life, and peace shall they add to thee. What does he say to do the words in order for him to really know it and have it? It's to keep it in your heart. Let thine heart keep my commandments. Um, you know, so maybe a lot of us guys, we have a, a gun. A lot of us guys have a gun. There's probably guys that are armed in here, and that's, that's, a, that's a blessed thing. Uh, especially if you know how to use your gun. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> and by the way, usually the guys that are church members that are armed usually tell me, so if you are in here, don't worry about it. We got, um, I think it, it, it's, um, um, we have some prudent men here. But the idea is like sometimes, some of us, we have a gun at our home. I have a gun at my house right now. I have it locked up in my case because if there's something dangerous in my house, my boys will find it. They'll find it. And so I got it put away and locked up and, but it's not kept with me in that sense, and so I'm a little feel a little vulnerable. Um, you know, I have to like run to it, get to it really quick. Um, the idea here is that it's the word of He says, "My law is not just over here." Yeah, I know what my dad said. It's like, no, it's with me. Right. And the idea is when we memorize something, it's with you. It's it's retained with you. My wife uh, remembers. Well, let me give you that illustration when we go to this next verse. Let's go look in. Um, Actually, let's look in Proverbs 7. I want you to see another idea of keeping. Proverbs 7. Listen to these words here. We'll just read verses 1 to 3. He said, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. And you see the idea, it's like storing it. You're storing it, storing the words. It's inside of me and with me. Keep my, look at verse two, keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine eye. The apple of thine eye is the, the, your pupil. Um, I don't want to take my pupil out and, not, and, and lose it. I want to keep my pupil. I see through it. And the same thing, in fact, our eyelids are constantly, you know protecting our pupils, and they're um, keeping them moist by our blinking and clean like windshield wipers, and and uh, we keep them, you know, we got to sleep to give them rest, and I don't want somebody to have them take my pupil out, I, I want to keep it, and uh, he's saying, keep my law, like, just like, it's right there, it's what I see through, it's just right, it's a part of me, it's a special, sensitive part of me, and I wonder if our, God's Word is like that to any of us, does it even, it's like... Some of us could get by. Some of us could get by. I, I can get by without reading the Bible. I can get by without read, memorizing the Scripture. But could you get by without your eyes? No. Well, make it the Scripture like your eyes. I can't get by. I can't see with it. I got to have them. I got to have it. Um, now, let's go to Luke 2. The idea again we're just showing us three words that describe memorization hiding, keeping. And I just want you to see this whole thing with with Mary here. A phrase that where it describes how she kept something that she observed. In two verses here, chapter Luke 2. And right after the what we'd call the Christmas story, she remembers a lot of that when she that night or early morning when those shepherds came and checked out them at the manger. And um, in fact, look at chapter 2, verse 16. What we're going to zero in on is something that is described of Mary. It says, They came, that is those shepherds, the night of the Christmas, uh, the birth of Christ. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger when they had seen it. They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were spo- told them by the shepherds. Look at verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She remember, and The idea is like she's, she just remembered like a mother, you know, my, I was thinking of my wife when I was reading this verse and the next one we're going to look at. My wife remembers. She'll tell you. I don't remember a lot of my childhood, like little details. Like I remember a lot of my details of my childhood, but my wife remembers all the details of her pregnancies and the birth and the early years of the kids. And you know, she remembers a lot of that stuff. The details of it. She kept those things and she pondered them in her heart. And um, that's the idea. For I remember it. I got it memorized. Look at uh, chapter two, verse um, fifty-one. This is after jo- Jesus was he's twelve years old, and they came and they found him at the temple after they had lost track of him. And notice what it says here, um, chapter two, verse fifty-one of uh, Luke. It says, "And they went, and he went down to, down with them, and came to Nazareth, and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart." Some of the sayings before. Well, let's just look at one of the sayings. Verse 49. He said unto them, when mom and dad show up, they couldn't find Jesus. They lost their son. They show up and they say, son, verse uh, verse 48, I'm sorry. Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. We've been looking for you. Your father and I. Your father and I. Mom's saying it. And he said, and how is it that you sought me? Wished you not that I must be about my father's business? He used his father in another way. And Mary thought, that's very interesting. She kept all those sayings and pondered them in her heart. When we said father, yeah. he said back, how, what are you talking about? I was, how, wouldn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? And she remembered those. She memorized what he said. I'm just showing you the idea of just you hide it. The sayings, the scriptures, you keep it. And then the the next word that describes it is retain it. Go to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, verse 4. The writer here, admonishing his son, referring to his father, says, He taught me also. My father taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Retain means it comes along and you hold on to, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that. I'm not going to let it go. Proverbs 4.4, let thine heart retain my words. Um, some of you have a retainer. I had a retainer after I had braces, and I wore it for about a week and a half and said, man, why am I doing that? I can take this off. And I didn't retain my retainer. And my teeth did move some. Um, how many of us get a lot of mail that you just don't keep? The church does, yeah. I mean, the rest of you probably get double because you got a business, you got a home. And I'm getting mail. I'm getting my dad's mail. I mean, not the sensitive stuff. They, they think that, you know, I'm qualified for Medicare now because I'm Michael II, Michael the I. I don't know, maybe even Michael's got or the third. Has he gotten Medicare stuff, you know, hearing aid stuff? I told you I'm getting this hearing aid stuff. I'm like, maybe I ought to consider this thing. This might not be a bad idea. My ears aren't that great. But we get a lot of mail, and we don't retain it all. We're like, these words, shred them. We shred a lot of those words. We don't retain them. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Coupon for Bosa's. We're retaining that one. Free donut. My, my Johnny, did you see that one that came? That one came today. Okay, Johnny always, oh, that one's mine. Or the coupon for Burrito Express. Johnny and I like to share that one. Buy one, get one free on the burritos. We'll retain that. We'll take that one, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we don't retain all of the words. You know, <clears throat> there's a lot of words that we, we come across each day. You're, you're just perusing them on Facebook and other social media and your m- news. and But retain, is there any words you're retaining of God? That's what we want to pursue. Retain God's words. And I'm not saying any of us we we'll probably never get to where we can memorize the whole Bible. I don't think that, I'm not trying to get everybody to do that, but there ought to be a handful of scriptures that, you know, I need this. I need to memorize. That I need to keep. I need to memorize that. I need to retain that. That'll help me right now in my life. I'm dealing with a problem now in being impatient. I'm gonna ha- There's a handful of verses on patience I want to memorize. I'm going to retain those. And um, those are some words that describe memorizing scripture. Now, the number two, the wisdom of memorizing scripture. So the words that describe it, secondly, the wisdom of it. Again, there's a lot of, in other words, what is the benefit of trying to memorize a verse, a chapter? So what? Am I trying? Am I back in King's kids trying to win a contest or a Bible time? No. There's there's advantages that are that are not um, they're not superficial. They're they're lasting and they're significant and they're helpful. And there's probably several of them. I just three of them stand out to me in the scripture. And I'll just tell you what, what we're going to look at. We see that the, the, there's wisdom in memorizing scripture in order to be productive spiritually to be spiritually productive and growing. Second, or letter B, is to prevent a slide into sin. Memorizing Scripture prevents me from sliding, and particularly sliding into sin. And number letter letter B, then letter C, is to provide constant counsel. When I memorize Scripture, it's a way where I can have constant counsel from God. Let's just consider those with a few Scriptures on each of those. Look in Psalm 1-2. You know these. Uh, many of you do, Psalm 1, verse 2, about the blessed man. And part of him being blessed is what he separates from, chapter 1, verse 1. And the other half of him being blessed and successful is what he adheres to. He separates from the ungodly and the way of sinners and the scornful, but verse 2 says his delight is in something. His delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And what's the result? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth also bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Man, that's that's great language. Planted, fruitful, not withering leaf that means he's there's still life always growing and whatever he does prospers. I want to be a prosperous as a Christian. I don't want to go through seasons where I'm dead. I know we go through seasons where we're tired or we go through seasons where there's kind of like maybe some renewal, but I don't want to be totally, utterly withered as a Christian. And part of that is the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates there a day and night. I mean, look, what else am I going to do? That's what the Bible says. That's what it says. And what else am I to believe about it? Um, the implications that memorizing the scripture keeps us productive spiritually. Joshua 1.8 said about Joshua, okay, meditate therein day and night that you can observe to do. Okay. According to all that was written there, and then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. Part of that equation of being successful is uh, observing it, retaining it, um, and then of course doing it. It's a part of me being productive spiritually. Memorizing scripture helps me to be productive spiritually. Letter B to pre- prevent a slide. And I and I, I almost made this into two points, but let's look at uh, two scriptures. It's kind of a twofold thing. Psalm 37, verse 31, it says something about the law of God in, the, in this man's heart. And it says, Psalm 37, 31, the law of God is in his heart, none of his steps shall slide. It's not going to slide um, there's stability there. In particular, we already looked at Psalm 119 verse 11, "Thy law, thy word have I hid mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Sometimes we start to slide and then we sin. Sometimes you start to wander off into something sinful or um, whatever, and it's you're sliding away and then you sin. But the Bible says, for this righteous man, his law of God's in his heart; none of his steps shall slide. And the psalmist says, "Thy word have I hid in my heart; I retain it, I remember it. I remember it. it's coaching me right now, so that I might not sin against Thee. So it helps prevent sin. I would like to prevent sin as much as I can in my life, and this is a, this is one of the factors in it is memorizing some scriptures that pertain to that." And then let her see what's the wisdom of memorizing Scripture to provide constant counsel. Go to Proverbs 6, Proverbs 6, verse 22 to 23. Proverbs 6, 22 to 23, it says, Keep, pardon me, when when thou getest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. In the context here, 20 and 21 describe, he's saying keep thy father's commandment and thy mother's commandment, and he says, this is how it's going to bless you. It's going to keep you out of trouble. It's going to talk to you uh, when you sleep. When you awake. it's going to talk to you. It's going to be like a lamp. Now, the idea there is if that's what a mom and dad's counsel can do, what about God's? I mean, of course God's would be like that. How much more? Lead me. Um, when I sleep, it will it will keep me. When I wake, it will talk with me. It's a lamp. It's a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Um Order my steps in thy word, it says in Psalm 119. Order my steps. Thy testimonies also are my counselors, the Bible says. Let me read you a a quote from Abraham Lincoln. He says, I believe the Bible is the best gift that God has ever given to man. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated to us through this book. I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go." That's Abraham Lincoln. Um, Martin Luther the Reformer from the early 1500s says this, The Bible is alive, it speaks to me. It has feet, it runs after me. It has hands, it lays hold of me. Um, And so the wisdom of memorizing Scripture to provide constant counsel there's a guy that I'd, I'd been reading a little bit up on, um, he, his name is, I think it was Tom Meyer, Thomas Meyer, and he's, um, they call him the Bible Memory Man, and he, he teaches, I think the college is in Illinois, maybe it's called Shasta Bible College. And he's memorized over 20 books of the Bible. And he memorized, when I hear him quote, he memorizes a lot of them in the King James Version, although he's not as, um, uh, you know, endorsing of it as we are. Because I've heard him say, you know, just pick a version and memorize out of it. But he's, in, he's memorized his out of the King James Version. But he's, it's amazing. He, he's memorized a lot of Scripture. And when he, when he recites it, he recites it with, um, you know, appropriate inflection. He, I was looking up a, um, when he was at a church, I, I watched, it was like 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes he, at this church. He just quoted the whole book of Revelation to them. And, um, and again, appropriate um, type of reading with appropriate emphasis. He quoted the whole book of Revelation. And so what he does, he teaches at a Bible college now. He actually spent time in he, he did some schooling here in the United States and then he spent a lot of time in, in Israel and because he wanted to learn the culture there and Jerusalem, Some kind of, he went to some college there in Jerusalem and he wanted to learn from some rabbi, rabbis about the cultural um, insight on interpreting the Bible and also ideas on, on memorizing Scripture. And so he's got a like a Bible memory Bible, a memorization Bible or something, and he has some uh, commentaries he's written. They're very simple. I bought a few of them. They're not that complex at all. And um, and then Answers in Genesis, Ken Ham has them as a guest speaker sometimes. But here's one thing. He, he does advice on Bible memory, and he says the advantage of memorizing Scripture, it's this very simple statement. He says, if you... You should, we should want to memorize a scripture because it puts the mind of God within reach. puts the mind of God. Think about that. Again, we're like, we we want to. We it's good we have a Bible. Still, you run to that. Oh yeah, that's what God said. Or what did it say? And you know, you you go um, um, to maybe a place that you had it written down. But when it's when it's in you, it's really within reach. It's already in me. I remember it now. Um, it's in my body it's in me and so um, I remember as a kid maybe some of you are like this I remember as a kid I would memorize there was a point where I got really into baseball and I remember and I collected baseball cards in 1986 all the way through 1991 or something like that I collected baseball cards and basketball cards and football but baseball cards where I started and I remember looking on the back of them, and I just study them, and I'd, I just remembered. I remember Tony um uh, uh, hitting. I don't anymore, but his, you know, average, average uh, baseball, or his at bat average, and home runs, and hits, and all that. And Tony Quinn, and Don Mattingly, and Wade Boggs, and and uh, some of the pitchers, Roger Clemens. Of course, he was. That was his early years, and. And same thing with Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. And I just remembered these guys, and I, because I, I just looked at the back of the cards. I'm like, oh, you know, that was like my, that was like my smartphone. You know, I was, you know, we go like this, you go like this through your phone. I was like going like this through cards. <laughs> this is the my, you know, this is my multimedia here. I was going through cards and looking on the back and studying it, and I memorized those things, and, and I, I was just thinking today, I'm like, what benefit was that? Maybe if I got in an argument with my friend, and I'd be like, no, he had 42 hits in this first 10 games or whatever. you know, I could argue some facts, but it really wasn't that big of a benefit. Um, But there is a benefit. There is a benefit in in memorizing the Bible and picking out portions of Scripture. One of the things we're going to do, and I'm going to repeat something Brother Getz said, when we asked him about this on... um, one of the nights when he was here, I said, Brother Getz, give the church some encouragement about memorizing Scripture. And he did. And one of the things he said, and and I want you to think about this tonight. One of the things he said was um, um, memorize something about a subject of something that you need. I mean, because where do you start? I want to memorize Scripture. Um, I mean, Haggai might not be the place to start. I mean, It might not. I don't know that there's direct... There may be a few things in there, a few scriptures. But it may be that you need to look up a subject that you're dealing with and take five scriptures on that subject and memorize it. Write it on a three-by-five card. And after you do your Bible reading, say that verse to yourself. Maybe say it before you get in your car to come home from work or when you go on a walk. I'm just saying get something that is relevant to where you're at right now and write it down. Or maybe you have a picturesque memory, you know, have a photographic memory, you can look at it and you are <coughs> like that and you'll just remember it the rest of the day when you saw it on your, on your page of your Bible. I'm just saying, why don't we see if this doesn't make us prosperous and of good success? I think it will, and it'll help us, it counsels us, it speaks with us. And I, there's little things you can, I don't know if he does this, there's an evangelist named Jerry Savinsky. I got these years ago. I can't read them anymore. They're like little memory cards. He has, um, he calls it the two-edged sword memory plan. He has like five books, I think, on it. Did he have bigger ones? I think he had bigger ones, didn't he? Um, And I got them when I could read this small. And I, I worked on one, I mean, one of them, there's probably 20 subjects with five verses for each. And each one, like, okay, so this one's called Bible Doctrines. I'll just pull out a random card here. Um, the Omniscience of God, okay? There's one on prayer, all right? So he has, like, five verses here on prayer. And so I didn't work so much on this book. I worked on another one. I think it was on character. And I'd take it to work, and I'd look at it, and and um, and I'd just mow over some of the scriptures and while I was working. And I, you know what? Just, there's, there's, there's ways that you could get yourself to commit some Scripture to memory. When I was, this is one of them, when I was um, um, out of college, I thought to myself, I want to I kind of challenge myself, and I started thinking, you know, I kind of missed going to, when I was in college, they had pastoral seminar class. That's basically where the, the guys in the college that are pastoral students, or preachers, they were only in this class and there was the pastor of the college or a guest pastors that just drilled us with issues that we needed to know as pastor. And when I, I kind of missed being in that class once I graduated and so I thought hmm, what can I do to make up for that And you know I didn't have uh, access to um, to the um, iTunes or some, somebody's podcast I didn't have that you know I could order tapes but I thought, you know what? Paul's got a pastoral seminar class. There's 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. That's the pastors. And I thought, what a concept. Why didn't anybody tell me this? Why didn't the pastors tell me this? I'm going to start memorizing 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. And I tried my best. I got 1 Timothy down better than the rest of them. And I took it. I literally took this right here. I took before, I literally took my Bible. I use a Cambridge Bible, King James Version, Cambridge Bible, and I... Did copies and I shrunk it down and then I laminated it and I went like this and then I I just tried, this is for me. I needed this. And I started just to commit it to memory. I'm like, this is written to a pastor? And, then, and it helped me. It helped kind of give me a right mentality about <coughs> a pastor and issues relating to the church in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and, and I need to freshen up on it. But that was a blessing and that benefited me and I don't regret it. And so I'm just throwing some things out there to encourage you tonight. Next Wednesday, we'll look at some specific things that help us memorize, memorize some Scripture in particular.